Good morning, everyone. My name is Stephen Wilson, and you are now listening to the show The Leaves for a Victim Nevermore. The show is about my own personal journey in drug addiction and recovery, and as well as my uh, being a survivor of childhood sex abuse. I am currently in therapy, an individual and group, not so much individual. And the show is going to document the things that help me get through each day and each night and basically helping me go from being in chaos to finding harmony in my life. The format for the show is going to basically remain the same. I'm going to begin with reading a passage from the first edition from Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass, and I will continue to read from the second and third later on, depending on what show it is. And I also will read some passages from works from Edgar Allan Poe. These are my two favorite authors. Um, and I may throw in an occasional cookie from Emma Goldman. It depends how, how honorary I feel. So today, let's go ahead and begin just by opening any page and going into Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. The maimed and mangled dug in the dirt. The newcomer saw them there. Some half-killed attempted to crawl away. These were dispatched with bayonets or battered with the blunts of muskets. A youth not 17 years old seized his assassin till two more came to release him. The three were all torn and covered with the boy's blood. At 11 o'clock began the burning of the bodies, and that is the tale of the murder of the 412 young men. And that was a jet black sunrise. Again, that is from Walt Whitman, Leaves of Grass, first edition. This first podcast is going to deal with some exercises that I've been dealing with, not only in my own education, but also in my own therapy. And this is going to be in the form of a letter to someone that hurt me, or I hurt them. And this is my attempt at uh, making an amends. I know that this is a podcast. I know that these individuals may or may not be alive. Um, but I am going to, um, I'm going to write them in the form of a letter telling them how I feel and what they did. It is, only war it is only fair that I give you a warning that in the letters that I send out to the people that abused me, um, the details are going to be in-depth as much as I can deal with those things that I have dealt with in therapy. This first episode, this first letter, is to the teacher that abused me in seventh grade at North Junior High in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Dear teacher, 
I would like to know why you chose me. Out of all the guys, out of all the boys in class, I would like to know why. This is something that approached me after everything ended. You got to me the entire of the fall semester and about two-thirds of the spring semester. You got me in your office and you also got me in your car. And it all began by making me jump for my towel as I exited the shower and you sat at the window dispensing towels. You kept me jumping as I had, always, as I had already exited the shower. I was naked and wet and I kept reaching for the towel and all you did was smile. And I want to know why you chose me. When you did get me in the office and you started telling me about how I could help my grade by being more open, being more active, I thought that you were being sincere I thought that you were being kind. I thought that you were willing to help. But that moment that you started to unbutton my shirt, I, um, I didn't know what it was you were doing exactly. I wanted to believe that you really did care about my grade. But when you started rubbing on me and you started playing with my hair, When I tried to get up, you pushed me back down. You told me to shut up. You put your finger in my mouth. And before I knew it, you put something else. And I've always wanted to know why you picked me. Because I have to tell you, I didn't want anything to do with you. I didn't like you. I didn't want you. I didn't seduce you. You ejaculated on my body. And one time you rubbed my face in your crotch so hard that your pubic hair turned the left side of my face all red. And it wasn't until I got out and went upstairs that Miss Tishner asked me what was wrong. 
because that whole side of my face was red. You and your hairy chest, your muscles, your shoulders, your fingers. You made me crawl around the office. A couple weeks for Halloween. That was when you went inside. I couldn't believe it. It hurt so much. I remember that I was crying. And then my body was in the room, but my mind had to go somewhere else. I just couldn't handle what you were doing. And you always gave me that $20 bill every time, no matter what you did. And I wonder why you called me your special boy. That's not much of a pet name because that's what I was. I was just something to be acted upon. you to know that I hate you so much you ruined everything I have no idea what would have become of me but I can tell you right now the shape that I'm in I am a fucking mess and I blame you more than anybody I was never really an angel, but whatever innocence I had left, you just took it and you ate it up and you shit it out. You wouldn't even give me a break, any time off for Christmas. You rode me again. And you made me bleed. And you came real close to being busted. Because when I went to the bathroom, there was blood on the back of the toilet seat. And my mom had seen it. And she wanted to know what happened. She wanted to know what it was. And then Marie came in the hallway and said that, well, it was her time of the month. It had to have been for her. I just froze. There for a second I thought my mom was going to take me back in the bathroom and make me bend over so she could look. So she could see where you had been.
I wonder if you even care about the damage you caused. Because what you did is you made me into a fucking monster. I know that I bit your penis. And that was the end of it. You never touched me again. But even now that seems a very weak form of punishment. I'm not even really sure how to punish someone like you. I know you're gone. Everybody dies. Cause of death has to be filled in. But I wonder if anybody ever found out. I wonder how many more there were. I wonder how many of them fought back. Even after it was too late. I write this letter to you because I never had a chance to say it to you. And I spent the last 30 some years carrying this around. And that boulder got bigger and bigger every year. And it forced me to do things in my adult life. It just made living almost impossible. You see, the abuse never stops. You changed everything. It wasn't just about questioning authority. It was about myself. Did I bring it on myself? This has got to be my fault. It's got to be my fault. The shame and the guilt is just... It is a leviathan. And I carried that bitch around so much. And I want to tell you that as I got older, and I got bigger and stronger, and hockey and football and baseball, I dreamed often about seeing you in town and about what, what I could do. But the thing is, is that my therapist wants me to forgive. And I just don't know if I can. I don't know if I want to. I don't want to keep living my life filled with hatred. But that's what you did. And my coping skills were found in so many ugly ways. I went into alcohol and drugs. But my adult life has made it much worse. Every time you hit me, you slap me.
You pulled my hair. You did those things. And I didn't want them. I did not give you my consent. I did not know what you were doing. I just know that it just felt wrong. And that I hate you so much. I hate you so much. There is no punishment for someone like you. And I know the task at hand. I know it. In order to move forward, I've got to forgive you for the things that you have done. And I'm going to try. This is your special boy. My name is Steven. And I don't want to be a victim anymore. Sincerely, Steven Wilson. That is going to be the end of the first drill. That's a lot harder than I thought it would be. But I do feel a little bit better. And if anybody does listen to this, It is in the attempt that we find ourselves. And I am going to try to forgive because I want to find myself no more, no longer in chaos. I want to be able to live a life without hatred. I don't want to be a monster. And I'm all done being a victim. I'm going to sign off for now. This is Stephen Wilson, and you are listening to The Leaves for a Victim Nevermore. Be a blessing, and may you find serenity. Peace.